Okay, so we're going to need some congregational participation because this is all age, so the children get involved, but so can the adults, so can those adults that think they're children, like me, and uh, so we can have an age range of kind of 0 to 120, that probably covers uh, everybody, uh, so everyone can be involved, and it's great, isn't it? Um, I love Christmas, um, but when you think about the baby Jesus who came, what, what was his purpose for coming, do you think? don't know. So you've not listened to any preaching for the last 50 or so years. Why did Jesus come? Why, any, why, any youngsters? To save the world. Save the world, that's good. Anything else? What did he have to do to save the world? Yeah. What was his, uh, I've got to try and work this out. What, um, what was he actively doing? What is he actively doing now to save the world? reconciling us back to God. And I didn't even pre-plan that. She just made that up as she went along. What does, he, what does Jesus say his mission was? There it is. There it is. The house, I've got this front row here. They, they're very good. Luke, Luke 19, verse 10, says that the Son of Man, Jesus, came to seek and save the lost. So he's busy saving, but he's looking as well, isn't he? He's seeking the lost. And as his church, uh, we're to do the same. Now, I love Christmas. Who had presents at Christmas? Anyone not have presents? Because not everyone put their hands up. <laughs> oh, I don't believe that. I think we've got a future, future preacher here. He can't wait to get up on the stage all the time, can he? It's amazing. I can tell you he's been the most enthusiastic person here this morning. <laughs> So I love Christmas, I love Christmas. Um, so who had presents? Who had food at Christmas? Who had too much food at Christmas? Yes, yes. Who had chocolates at Christmas? Yes. Now we had a lot of chocolates in the church. And the problem I've got is that I wanted, you know like what do squirrels do at winter? They store things for the winter, don't they? You know, so that later on, when things get a bit tough, because at Christmas, at Christmas, uh, there's lots of chocolates around, especially if you're a minister. You go and visit people, and you get offered cake and chocolates, and, I, you know, it can get too much. Don't feel you have to stop doing that. We quite enjoy it. <laughs> Ministry can be tough sometimes. We need sustenance. But like the squirrels, what we tend to do as ministers, we, we, we put some chocolate aside so that in the dry months, when people are not so generous, normally towards... <laughs> normally towards the end of January when the bills come in, we think, well, I stored some chocolate. So there are chocolates about. Now, my problem is, and I need some help, and the adults might have to get involved because I don't know about food allergies and everything else, and being one of the trustees, there's lots of risk assessments that go on, and, and I know Richard is here, so I have, to, I have to say, look, you know, parents, you're responsible for your own children, okay? If they're not supposed to have nuts, please don't choose a snicker. <laughs> I've hidden some chocolates around the church. Now, the problem I've got is, I don't know, I've forgotten where I hid them. So I need some participation. If you find a chocolate, you're allowed to come up on the stage, eat it on the stage with your parents' permission, and do what you always do at Christmas, just drop the wrapper on the floor. <laughs> because it is amazing how that gets... You see how the, nice and clean the church is after all the fun of Christmas Day... We had some volunteers came in and helped, and that was from very grateful. So it's all clean. So the wrappers will be picked up. So I need you now to get up out of your seats. 
and have a look around because like the squirrel, I can't remember where I hid the chocolates. I might give you some clues if you start struggling. If there's any on the shelves at the window, parents, health and safety, it's down to you. I've got to give you some clues. Might be some clues. I found one. Found one. Is there one there? Look. There you go. Remember, come up on the stage if you find if you find one. Oh, okay. okay. Might have to give them out a bit. That's it. You can open them up and eat them. Just drop the wrappers on the floor, just like home. Just like home. Have you got one, Emily? Not got one? Oh, you've got one. Okay. Just drop the wrappers on the floor. It doesn't matter. Some want to come along and clean them up, wouldn't they? Any more? Did we find them by the notices? They've got them. You'd think the minister would have some on his lectern, wouldn't you? They're a brainy lot, aren't they? They didn't even get the hint. You'd think the minister would have some on his lectern. Oh, look. Look at that. Anyone want any more? Oh, look. Here we go. Whoa. That's it. Try diving on the jump kit. Health and safety. There we go. Well, nearly. That's it. Brilliant. Excellent. Have you all eaten them? Are you going to drop the wrappers on the floor? Come on. Do Just like home. That's it. Is it nice? The chocolate nice? Wrappers on the floor, a bit messy. Don't want them no more, do we? Can't do nothing with the wrappers. You're not going to eat the wrappers, are you? No. Everyone enjoy their chocolate? Okay. Any for me left? Lovely. Lovely. Better to give than receive, though, isn't it? So that's good. Well done. Thank you. That's all you need to do. Just leave your wrapper on the floor for me. That's it. Don't want them, do you? Someone else will clear them up. Chocolate all over the place. Look at that. What a mess. Don't want them no more. I'll get the bin out later. I can clear that up. I don't need any more volunteers for that. Looking for any remnants? There's probably some about, I forgot where I put them all. I better check my list. Um, you've checked under the Christmas tree, on the shelves, by the Bibles. Did they get the ones in the Bibles? Yeah, they did. Okay, good. Uh, ones with the notices? Got them. Oh, and the sound desk. Did they find the ones on the sound desk? I forgot about them. And the lectern. We got them as well. See, we have all this mess. These are worth nothing. We'll just trample on them and we won't worry about them. That's good. It's interesting, isn't it? A level of excitement when you're trying to find something that the silly minister has lost. And, um, uh, you know, I misplaced the chocolates and the kids have helped and some adults as well, which is really good. And when there's something we want, we get energised don't we? Because it's a level of excitement. You see that? The kids, as soon as they see there's chocolate, they're excited, they're energised, and they want to search for things. I'm just going to read from the Bible from Luke 15. This is what Jesus talks. talking a story of, about how excited God gets, um, and he's telling a story to illustrate that, and it's from Luke 15, 8 to 10, and it's a parable. Parable means a story to illustrate a point of the lost coin. And he says, suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbours together, and she says, Rejoice with me, I've found my lost coin. 
In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. I remember uh, once uh, we went to Euro Disney. You've been, anyone been to Euro Disney? Yeah, it was a good place. And um, lots of fun and rides and everything else. Um, our kids are grown up now, so we don't have to queue up for an hour to go on the Dumbo ride at 30 seconds, so it's a lot better. Uh, but uh, we used to have a lot of fun, and we went into, we all got a bit tired, we had the grandparents with us, you know, and the mums and the dads, my mum and dad, and Andrew's mum and dad, and as often when you take all of them away with you, there's a little bit of competition about who's going to look after the kids, do you recognise that? You know, I'm going to take them for a walk, well I was going to take them for a walk, well it's my turn to take them for a walk, okay I'll take them for a walk, and we were like, well, we don't care, we need a break, just take them for a walk. <laughs> and so we went into this big auditorium, we thought we're going to get some lunch in there, and Kaylee went off to play in the play area, you see. And because Andrew's mum and dad were looking out for Kaylee, and my mum and dad were looking out for Kaylee, we had Harry. We were doing our job, just want to make that clear. And, and then after about ten minutes, um, we said, well, where's, where's Kaylee? And, uh, and my mum said, well, I think Eileen was looking after her. And I said, no, 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 you were looking after her. And I thought, oh, it's how quickly things change. And then we said, and then we said to the dads, well, who's looking out for Kaylee? And, and for a moment, we'd lost her. And, you know, Euro Disney is a big place. And we're in this big auditorium. It's huge. And the last time we'd seen her had been this play area right at the back. And I thought my mum was there. And Andrew thought her mum was there. And they both thought each other was there. And we're such bad parents. We lost Kaylee. And so I ran over to the play area. And she wasn't there. And I cannot... I mean, some of you that maybe this has happened to in other circumstances. The feeling of dread and panic and angst is, was overwhelming, overwhelming. And I think it was probably only about five minutes, but I can tell you it was as if life ended. We were beside ourselves, and we were, we were passionate about finding Kaylee. And then, thankfully, uh, someone who was dressed up in an unfortunate costume came up holding this little girl, Kaylee, look, looked at me and Andrew as if we were the worst parents on earth because we'd left her over in this play area, which was a, a good probably 50, 60 metres away. We couldn't see her. And she was lost. And our angst was incredible. And the relief, you know, we wasn't angry. We wasn't... We, all that emotion had gone to one side. All we did was pick her up and hug her, and both of us in tears, just so pleased that we'd found her again. And that's just two parents with, a ch- with, a, with their child. And, but... What God is saying to us in these passages is that he has such a passion for all of us. As we go into the new year and kind of Christmas goes behind us, this gift goes on giving. This is the one that carries on. Because he's so passionate for us that I would imagine for the lost, he has a sense of panic, a sense of angst, a sense of he's desperate to reach out to them. And in that passage I read, the parable of the lost coin, do you know why Jesus talks about the lost coin? Why would, he t- why would he pick a coin as an illustration? Palestinian women around that time would receive ten silver coins. Imagine getting ten silver coins um, for, for, as a gift. And that would be like a wedding present. So the closest thing that we would have would be the wedding ring. So it's as if she, she lost her ring. It was at great value. And more than the value uh, uh, in a monetary sense, it was emotional 
value, the sentimental value. And that's the value that we have uh, for God. Every person, all of us, young and old, very special to God. And he, he rejoices when one person turns to him and says, I'm going to be yours. Because Jesus said, I came to seek and save the lost. And he's always seeking, always looking with a passion for the lost. And he rejoices when one repents and comes into his kingdom. That's what it said in verse 10. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And again, in the parable of the lost sheep, which he spoke about earlier, another story. Rejoice with me, I found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. And so we need, as a church, as we go into 2019, to recognise the passion and the mission of Jesus. He said, I came to seek and save the lost. He said to us, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. He said to us at the Great Commission, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we're always on this mission. And of course we come in here to be spiritually refreshed and renewed and learn from his word. But I wonder if we've got to recapture that passion, the angst that Andrew and I felt when we thought we'd lost Kaylee. The passion that Christ has got is so much more than that. I can't imagine it because that's the, that's the most emotion I'm going to feel. And so as we speak to our school friends, our nursery friends, our university friends, work colleagues, even family, as we witness to them, we recognise the passion that Jesus has for the lost. Uh, what else at Christmas do we get? There is an illustration on the stage. Rubbish. The mess, right? Who clears up the mess? I do, yeah, you're right there, yeah, it will be. It will, well, I'm gonna, we're going to do that now. I've got, I've got something I prepared earlier, because I used to watch Blue Peter. I didn't make it, it just appeared in my office. I've got a bin, you see. So I need, I need just one volunteer. Who wants to come and help me clear up the mess? It had to be Zachary, didn't it? Come on, then. <laughs> no, I think you might need some help. Are you coming up, are you? Oh, Whoops. Oh, we do prayers for healing, it'll be all right. <laughs> Who's going to help? Emily, do you want to help? Come on then. Come and help me clear up this mess. Now what we need to do, this is all rubbish, isn't it? There's nothing we can do with this, is there? So we're going to put it in the bin. Okay, can you help me do that? Okay, you pick it. When I say help me, I want you to do it. <laughs> okay, because I know what I'm doing. If you do, a little tip for youngsters, if you do a job badly, you never get asked to do it again. It's worked well for me all my life. Right, you can help pick up these things for me, right, and put them in the bin. I'll do a few, just to show willing. There it is. Oh, I'll let them run. Okay, put them all in the, put them all in the bin. All these, all these wrappers, come on, put them all in the bin. They're worth nothing, are they? Okay. Yeah. Don't spoil it, get on. What are you like? That's it. Is there one more there? What's that one? That's not worth anything, is it? Is that worth anything? You left one. <laughs> Should we pick that one up? Pick it up then. Is it rubbish? Is that rubbish? It's all crumpled up. It's the same as all the other stuff, isn't it? It's just paper. No, don't put it in the bin. <laughs> you can come up and do that. Is it worth anything, do you think? It's money. But it's funny, isn't it? Because if I look at this, this is all crumpled up, isn't it? Right? It's just paper. Worthless. That's just paper, isn't it? So why is this worth any why is this worth anything, do you think? Let's have a look. 
I'm in trouble now. <laughs> See, it's just a bit of paper, isn't it? What does that say? Five. That's five, that's right. I wasn't going to get a 20 out, I can tell you, for this. But... <laughs> it says on there, can you, can you read that? It's a bit tricky. Bank of England. Okay, and it says, I promise to pay the bearer the sum of five pounds. Isn't that right? It says that, doesn't it? So that they know I'm telling the truth. See? And... It's just a bit of paper. It was all crumpled up, though, wasn't it? Mind you, these new ones are difficult, honestly. It's all crumpled up, isn't it? So maybe it's worthless, like the same as them. But it's not, is it? It's worth something because it says on there, I promise to pay the bearer the sum of five pounds. And it's guaranteed by the Bank of England. So that means that is worth something, doesn't it? Because of what's written on the paper, rather than these, which are just going to be thrown in the bin, aren't they? See that? So you hold that as an illustration. You go and hold that up to all those people there. That scary lot. No. Okay, you stay there for me. So the value on the paper is because who guarantees it, isn't it? Okay, we wouldn't throw money away, would we? And if you do, just come and see me after. I'll help you dispose of it. <laughs> we wouldn't throw that away. The stuff that's not worth anything, we want to put in the bin. But this is worth something because of who guarantees it. It's got value because someone backs it up. And the Bible says that as we become Christians, our names are written in the book of life. And that we're not worthless. And we might be a little bit crumpled up sometimes. And we might be a little bit messy. But when we're unraveled, our names are written in the book of life. And we have value, not because necessarily in ourselves, but because of what Jesus has done for us. And he values you. And this is what the message I felt God saying to us as we go into the new year. As we look at the Christmas story, an event in history that happened, it was for a reason. It's because Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That was just the beginning. And the reason he came to seek and save the lost is because God says that he loves the world so much that he sent his son to die so that all that believe in him live forever. And we can't do that in our own strength. We can't pay for our wrongdoings in our own strength. It's because we're Christians that we're valued. We're valued. And you're valued. And as you go into 2019, I'm not sure if 2018 has been a bit crumply, or maybe you're a bit rough around the edges like me, or maybe you don't feel you're, you're good enough. You know, we all, we all suffer from that sometimes. A bit of low self-esteem. How am I going to get through? Jesus can take that crumpled note with this lovely girl here, my assistant helping me, and he unravels it, and he says, this has value. It's just paper without the guarantee. And God guarantees his inheritance to us. And he says, God says to us, that Jesus for you, not only at Christmas, but forever, is my indescribable gift. And it's guaranteed by the seal of the Holy Spirit, who's with us going into this year. He's been with us. He's got you this far. And he'll get you and go move you forward in the new year. Do you know, if you've become a Christian, your name, right, is known to Jesus. You're not the scrappy bit of paper. You're not even a five-pound note. He's written you a cheque that gives you all the treasures of heaven and eternity with him, and he signs it, Jesus. I have paid. For, and you know, he's made the cheque out to Emily, and you can insert your name on that cheque, paid for in full by Jesus. Amen? I mean, you're loved, you're cherished, not only at Christmas time, but through the whole year, And that's the message that I want you to go into 2019 with. 
that Jesus came to seek and save the lost, so therefore his church will. And we think, talk about that next Sunday, how we go about doing that. But he loves you so much, he sent his son to die for you. He takes all the mess, unravels it, and says, bought and paid for, in full, by Jesus Christ. And you have the riches of heaven. You can't earn it, you accept it. Isn't that amazing? Jesus says he redeems us. He pays for us. You know, when you want to buy something, you might have that five-pound note. If you want to go and buy a dolly, what have you got to do? Let's imagine I've got a dolly. Do you want the dolly? Give me the money, right? (laughs) And then I give you the dolly, right? That's the imaginary dolly. Do you like the dolly? Was it worth the five pounds? The dolly has been redeemed. (laughs) It wasn't worth the five pounds. There you go. We've been redeemed. Jesus has gone to the coat check, given the token in. He says, I buy Ian. I buy Emily. They belong to me. He puts your name on it. You belong to him. You've been redeemed. What a great message of Christmas. So going to 2019 with all the joys and all the difficulties, just embrace all of them because God is with you. And that's what we sang at Christmas. Emmanuel, God with us. So I'm not sure what's going on in your life. Uh, You won't know everything that's going on in my life, but God does. And he is with us. And he promises to lead. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that good? Okay, and that five pound, you can take that. It's God's gift to you this morning for helping me. How about that? The rest of them got chocolate. And take your imaginary doll as well. Thank you very much. Off you go then.